This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Ah, today is a good day. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing today? Today, we got a really, really interesting topic to jump right into. Big shout out to those who are on the live stream, who are who are coming in and popping up and first time on the live. Let's let's get it. Today, we got a really, really uh, interesting topic today. Something that a question that was something that was brought to my attention. It was a good question. And today we're going to answer that good question. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce the guy we're watching. My name is Ty. I am black by popular demand. And this is Flash Film Academy. Now, if this is your first time on this channel, you got to know that this channel is simply about turning your passion into profit. This channel is for those who are content creators and they want to understand the business side of the industry. If you want to take better pictures, go somewhere else. It's not the place. This is how you learn how to get that bag using that camera. And uh, let's see how let's see how our graphics department is feeling. Let's see if we can roll that intro for you. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, Buckle up, because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, 
colorist, or graphic designer. It's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, Clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to flashfilmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. All right, all right. Before we get into the day, it's very important that I talk about our sponsor. Our sponsor for today is is, uh, Graphics by Parker, man. You got to check this guy out if you need graphics. He's been helping take the channel to the next level. So if you are in need for graphics for your business, think about infographics, think about custom headers, think about things for your website. That's where you want to go. And we're also still doing the live promotion. That's not the graphic I wanted to go with, but we're still doing a live promotion right here where if you are interested in anything off the Flash Film Academy site, you can save 15% while we're doing the live promo. One of the big things right now that everybody's grabbing uh, is this right here, which is the COVID waiver. So if you're doing any type of business right now, you want to make sure your clients sign the COVID waiver. So if one of y'all gets sick, y'all can't sue each other, or at least you're not held responsible. Cause uh, you know, just somebody's luck or just your luck, somebody hire you to come do a video. Somehow they catch COVID and they try to blame it on you and yada, yada, yada. You don't want those problems. So legally make sure you're good. All right, today we're going to talk about something really simple, portrait photography. Now, if you are a portrait photographer, just know there is a uh, free contract over at FlashFilmAcademy.com that you can go and download for portrait photography. If you didn't know, that that particular contract is free. And the question is, is portrait photography dead? Like, is it something you should get into? Like, is it something you should try? And I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm going to be really honest with you right now. Yes and no. Um, it is going to be the most saturated part of photography. Why? Because it's the easiest part of photography. Everybody and their mama who got kids and a camera, who got a 50 millimeter fantastic plastic F1.8 is at home practicing, taking pictures of their kids And we tend to think that images of our kids is usually extra dope. And we feel like we can do it for the, for other people. Um, not saying that that's not the case. Like some people are really good at it. It is, you know, there is an opportunity there, but it's a very saturated market, right? And it's a very saturated market of people who are not business minded or they're not looking at it as a business. People tend to have an idea of a side hustle mentality when it comes to it. And you don't want to have like, it's difficult to compete with people who are doing it as a side hustle because price is the only way that they can compete as far as value. And when it's a side hustle and they got another job, they can lowball you because they don't, they're not eating off of it. 
as long as they can bring home an extra $20, that's what they're thinking. They're winning. And they're not thinking of the, the value that they offer. They're just trying to bring home an extra $20. They're just trying to have enough money to buy drinks at the club tonight. They're not trying to build a business. So their cost and overhead is not the same as a real business owner. You know, a real business owner understands their value and they look at offering, you know, they look at offering ways to provide more value um, than ways to lower the price. Side hustle people aren't business people. Let's just, I'm sorry if I'm talking to you, but I got to punch you in the throat real quick. Side hustle people don't, they're not looking to grow it. They're not looking to um, add to the business. Again, they're just looking for an extra $20 here or there. It's hard to compete with that. Um, not on quality. I'm pretty sure that if you have a business and you make the right amount of money, you have the right amount of profit, you can invest back into your business so you can beat them quality-wise, usually 10, 10 times to one. Um, but they're not looking to compete in quality. They're just trying to make some money. So you kind of want to stay away from that. And if you are in that market, I'm going to tell you, how to succeed and be profitable in that space. Pay attention. When that bar pop up, that means it's about to get real. I'm about to punch you in the throat. Uh, good looking out on that graphic, by the way, Parker. Um, so I'm going to teach you how to do it. You do it by specializing in something. Don't do traditional portraits. Do some type of weird one-off type of portraits, do underwater portraits, do fall portraits, do something that's a little different and only do that. Do dog portraits, do family and pet park portraits, do something that you specialize in and create your style in that industry, in that area, so that when people want this type of images, they know to come to you and not not everybody else, because everybody else can't do the images that you do. If you do general white T-shirts and like black jeans by the tree, there's nothing special about you. You can only compete with price. You don't want to be there. You want to be in a position where you offer something unique and different. You don't want to be in a position where you're just doing family portraits. Do some type of family portraits. That's different. Do funny family portraits. Do silly family portraits. Do family portraits where, you know, you're almost catching something in the action. I've seen people do family portraits where they're throwing stuff in the air and the family's posing and there's all kind of glitter and crap around them. And it looks dope. Like they're the only people, they're the only photographer I've ever seen do images like that. Make sure your, your portraits are unique. That way there's no one to compete with you. And your price can be what it is. And, and you're not, you know, you're not just trying to offer a shallow depth of field image. And also keep this in mind. I said it a million times and I'm going to say it again. If you can't outshoot an iPhone, you're not going to make it. I'm going to say it one more time. If you can't outshoot an iPhone, you're not going to make it. I want you to go to Craigslist right now, write up a really good detailed paragraph about the gear that you have. And put it for sale because you're not going to make it. And I mean every single feature on an iPhone. I mean shallow depth of field, all kind of fake lighting. If you can't create it better than the iPhone, you're not going to make it. I just want to save you the headache. 
of trying to be a photographer and you don't want to learn how to use your camera, you want to go and shoot on auto, so does an iPhone. You're not going to make it. That comes to my content creators that are creating video as well. That comes to my content creators that are creating podcasts as well. You can create a podcast on an iPhone, plug a mic into it or set it on the table and talk. If your ability to capture audio, mix, master, add sound effects and music isn't better than what an iPhone can provide, you're not going to make it. They have places for content creators like yourself. It's called Facebook Marketplace. That's where you can sell all your gear and go into a different hobby. I don't want to BS you into thinking that you're going to be all right. You're not. You're not. So learn how to master and learn how to create with the content that you have. Learn how to work with the equipment that you have. I guarantee you better equipment won't make you better. If you don't understand how to shoot with what you have going from, um, you know, APS-C uh, to a full frame lens, a full frame sensor won't make you a better photographer if you don't understand how to use what you have. Now here again, we don't talk a lot about how to take better pictures. And, and it's because, you know, my niche is business. This is what I want to talk about. This is the most important part about it. But there's plenty of places Plenty of YouTube channels that are showing you how to be better at creating content. Use those channels, get better, and then get the bag. All right. So it's very important that you understand that. A lot of people are, you know, are saying, oh, these are great pictures. They're great because they're your family. Nope. I don't care how blurry or out of focus or how bad the composition is on a picture that you've taken of your child. Nobody's going to tell you it's an ugly picture. It's a bad picture. And often a lot of photographers, especially my booty photographers that want to take pictures of hot women coming out of running out of water with their hair wet, they tend to overvalue their their photography skills because people who are watching their content is usually just mesmerized by the woman and not the image. Right. That's why booty photographers don't do well. A lot don't make a lot of money. They just have personal they get some type of personal satisfaction and joy out of the images. And don't get me wrong. It's a great place to be. You know what I mean? It's a great job to have. Um, but very few are very profitable in that, in that industry. And very few can translate those skills and abilities to something other than hot women. If you ask a really good booty photographer to take pictures of a really nice car and light it well, they won't be able to do it. Most won't. I'm not saying all you guys. I'm saying a lot won't. And it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a throat punch to not get as much attention for your content than you're used to getting when you post a beautiful woman somewhere on the beach. It's it's kind of a throat punch. We all know that one girl on our Facebook page that when she posts pictures of her half naked, she used to the attention. But when she just posts a picture from here up, she getting three likes and she go back to posting half naked pictures so she can get that attention again because she's not as happy only getting three likes when she's used to getting 50 because it's usually from here on up. Let's just let's just be real. Uh, you know, uh, we all know at least one or two. So. Make sure that you're able to offer a different product. Make sure you're able to set yourself apart from your competition, from your, from your, you know, your moms with their rebel T2 eyes and their 50 millimeter 
F1.8 who, you know, putting it on auto and it's shooting at F1.8 and they're like, oh, the background's so blurry. Make sure you know how to set yourself apart. Um, A great way to do that is understanding lighting, to understand lights. All these natural light photographers, I don't trust them. Just going to be real. I feel like it's a cop out. It's an excuse. That's just me. That's that's almost like somebody saying, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a cop out to me, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Natural light photography is not. It's an art because people have fought to recognize it as a art. Um, your ability to understand and control light is a gift in itself. It is a skill set that you need to learn to be successful in this industry. Natural light photography is a little lazy, um, but you know, there's no way I'm taking natural light over under my understanding for strobe. The best light, you said the natural light is the best light. I, I, I disagree. Man-made light is the best light. Man-made light is the absolute best light in the world. Sunlight is wonderful. It's beautiful, but you can't control it. I don't care how much power you got. You can't control it. It's the equivalent of you having a car with 2,000 horsepower. And I got a car with 500 horsepower. Unfortunately, the racetrack got turns in it. Your car can only go straight. You got a funny car. I got them little wheels in the front. My car is built for turns. You got a lot of power, but if you can't control it, you're not going to win the race. The goal is to control it. And light needs to be controlled. Natural light, you know, th- there are some times you can take advantage of natural light. But even when you add art- artificial light to a situation that has natural light, you're going to get much better light. A majority of those wonderful model shots you see in Sports Illustrated with the sun in the background, they're all good. But what you don't understand is they're bouncing light. They're using strobes. They're using hair lights. They're using all kind of lights that's out of the picture. Guys holding poles with lights standing in water to get the perfect shot. Lighting is important. There is no way you can be a really, really successful photographer or videographer these days without understanding light. Even if you use natural light, your ability to bounce it, um, diffuse it, you have to understand light. And a lot of these photographers that are picking up cameras from Best Buy have no lights. They got one flash that's on the top of their camera that they're pointing at their subject and their subject look like they're getting about to get ready to get hit by a bus every single time. It's not a good look. I call that the truck look. It's the last look you give when you're about to get hit by a truck because the headlights are pointing straight at you. Anybody you see with a flash on top of their camera, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. I want to just put that out there. Just let that marinate for a minute. If you're taking pictures of of anything other than an, an, an event, which usually I'm still bouncing light off the ceiling. If you're taking any type of photography and your flash is on top of your camera, I almost want to tell you to go to Craigslist, but I'm not. I'm going to give you some time to learn about that. Um, If you ever notice really expensive cameras, don't come with a flash on top for a reason. No, nobody is using flash on top of the camera. So just something to think about. Something to think about. Here you go. Make sure you use that if you get it.
So as you as you decide to 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 grow in this industry, and even if you start in portrait photography, again, have a, have a niche, have a niche. Make sure you do something different with it. Make sure you add some value to it. Make sure you find a way to set yourself apart. If you don't, you're not gonna make it. All right. If you don't, go to Facebook Marketplace, take good pictures of your camera, post them on Facebook Marketplace. And, and price it to move so you can have a little change to go into whatever's next. Maybe cooking, whatever you want to do next, make sure you got enough bread to do it. So, Henry said, I use camera flash if they have a white ceiling. If I am bouncing it off the ceiling, yes. I, I will bounce it. Like, bounce light is fine. If you see, like I, I've had the Gary Fong light diffuser, I bounce it off a wall or a ceiling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Events. I, if you're an event photographer, yes, you will. I'm perfectly fine with on-camera flash. If you're an event photographer, yes, definitely do it. If you're an event photographer, definitely do it. All right. I, I totally get it. No complaint there. I see people who are doing portraits. I see people who are doing portraits. And the flash is no diffusion or nothing. Just a straight truck shot. Straight truck shot. Headlights. So, something to think about. All right. Can I be a portrait and product photographer? Yes, you can. Um, But you're going to need two different websites. Because portrait photographers... People who are looking to hire a portrait photographer don't care about pictures of products and people who want a product photographer don't care about pictures of people. You can do it. It can be done. Just not together. Not on the same. You're going, I'm not saying you will scare away potential clients, but you will have a significant drop in people who are willing to do business with you without being persuaded. And you want a website that can sell your service, that can sell what you do, that can explain what you do, that can explain why the customer should choose you over somebody else. You need to have separate sites. Good looking out on the super chat, Mac. Appreciate you. He says, what do you think about Brandon Wolf and other photographers like him? I don't even know who that guy is. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll have to look him up. Is he a natural light photographer? It's a lot of natural light photographers that back in the day, yes. Back in the day, yes. Back in the day where to get a good strobe system, you had to go get the uh, alien bees and the Einsteins and you had to spend $700 a light and you had to bring out this big ass car battery of a whatever, whatever, just to get, yeah, you don't got to do that no more. Like Godox is killing the game right now. Godox is making pro-level strobes at a price everybody can afford. The AD200 is one of my favorite products ever when it comes to lighting. All compact, all inside. It is just absolutely dope. So the AD200 is the way to go if you're looking for an inexpensive strobe that you can use and add and 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 use and it's wireless it's wireless it's compact you got a charge rechargeable battery they even have the adapter where you can put it on top of the camera and run it to your side that way if you're doing events you can go for it so something to definitely think about 
And one of my lights just died. It's all good. See, this is what happens when you don't have natural light. So let me see. Um, if you are a joy to work with and can provide, wait, where did that went? Uh, can provide good quality images using natural light that outweighs the fact of being good with flash lighting. I completely disagree. I know a lot of car mechanics that are a joy to work with that can probably fix brakes in 10 minutes. If they don't have a lift, I don't trust them. It's not going, they don't have the right tools to get the job done. And yes, let me, let me clarify something. See, see what happens when you, when you keep it real stuff light up. Let me clarify something. Cause it's real important that I, I got to say this because some people won't, some people will defend that, and that is absolutely correct up until a certain price point. If you want to make $50 a shot in photography, yes, you are absolutely right. Not going to fight with you if that's what you want to do. If you want to make more than $50 a shoot, you're not going to do it with natural light. You I mean, just think of subconsciously if i hire two photographers right and one photographer show up putting up light stands and he got eight lights and i'm like wow and another guy show up with like two bounce boards and a reflector talking about stand by the window which one do you feel comfortable paying five hundred dollars for your shoot is that a hard question like is that hard to think about which one do you like it's just it's just simple. A plumber can probably fix your problem with one Home Depot winding snake. But he show up with a whole truck full of stuff. Your whole yard have tools and lights and everything, right? Cuz some of it is about some of it is about feeling like you're getting what you're paying for. You just don't get that with nat natural light. You don't, get, I mean, not only do you not get better lighting, but you don't feel like you, you can't, it's hard to do a high ticket natural light. Um, Let's see real quick. Slate start production. Say, Hey Ty, what are your thoughts on $50 soft boxes on Amazon? I think they're a go. I've shot with shower curtains before that offer great diffusion. Um, I think the $50 soft boxes on, on Amazon are great. I've used them before. I've used them plenty of times to grow a business and take $1,000 headshots with $50 soft boxes. And I'm going to just be honest with you. I don't, there are some better soft boxes, but after a certain point, soft boxes don't get better in their ability to, um, and their ability to diffuse light. They usually get better in their ability. They don't just get better. I'm not going to say they don't offer better diffusion. They do. That's not really, after a certain point, that's not really the main selling point of a softbox. A lot has to do with how how fast you can break it down, how compact it is, um, the size of it. Then you get to areas of offering multiple layers of diffusion, um, grids and things like that to control the light better. But... I don't have a problem with a $50 softbox on Amazon. I don't have a problem at all. Um, I can see both sides of the argument, but at the end of the day, light with a hundred CRI 
are problematic in one way or another. The sun is free, reproducing it. The sun isn't. Learn to do both well. Um, you know, the thing is this. The sun provides great light. The issue with the sun is it's never in the same place twice or not in the same place for long. I won't say never in the same place twice. It's not in the, so so with light that you could control, it's easier to be more consistent because you can control that light. It's easier to 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 learn. With the sun, it's never in the same place for long. So that's why I tell you go and learn lighting. I some people love natural light. I'm not taking anything away from natural lighting. I'm saying natural lighting is not the bread and butter of photography. Your top photographers who are making, who are on the cover of everything you can think of with the exception to maybe like the National Geographic aren't using just natural light. I know bird photographers that use strobes. See, see what happened? Lighting in and out. I know bird photographers that use strobes. So something to keep in mind. As I talk about lighting, my lighting is uh, going crazy. Um, really quick. What's your go-to lighting setup for video? Not sure if you covered this yet. I use, um, a light that's, I use a Godox. What is it? S 60. Um, it's equivalent to a aperture. There you go. 120 D. Um, I use that. I use, um, the, the biggest soft box I can get. And I usually get it as close to the person as possible. Then I use a hair light and maybe a bounce for a fill. And I use the eyeliner like I, I would use the eyeliner now, but this table is white and it can reflect light. But usually I'd use the eyeliner. That's one of my favorite things. So. Um, yeah, Josh say I shot a family session with natural light and the sun was moving all over the place. The best control for sure is artificial light. Yeah. Someone said the sun is great into a cloud roll, roll over it. Um, somebody says high to mid, mid to high end Chinese products just work these days. DJI is a prime example. Listen, don't get caught up in brands, right? Let me, let, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about that for a quick second when it comes to what we do. Um, okay. So back in the day. There was some old guy at the camera shop that was like, I only buy Nikon and only Canon can make lenses that I would ever, I'm not putting that Tamron crap on my, look, get out of that. Get out of that. Stop being loyal to brands. Get out of it. Stop it. Right? Because when it comes to technology, you companies move faster than you think when it comes to creating great technology. There was a time where only Intel made processors. Nobody cared about AMD because they were cheaper. Stop being brand loyal. When it comes to camera gear, lenses, go try it out. Because a lot of these big brands are buying it from the little guys and they're producing it on a bigger level. I've seen companies like Kodak do that for years. Sharp do it for years. And these little companies say, you know what? Screw you. You're just, you you know, I'm not going with you. I'm going to just release it under my own name. And you start seeing Hitachi and all of that stuff. Listen, go try stuff out. Don't be super brand loyal. If it's on Amazon, 
Read reviews. Try it. Go look at YouTube videos about it. If you don't like it, return it. But don't not buy anything because you've never heard of it. Or you would never own a Sigma lens. You would probably never buy a Sony camera. Like, it was just Canon and Nikon and Olympus and, you know, all these other companies, Kodak. Try stuff. I promise you. Try stuff like Godox. Godox is one of my favorite brands you've never heard of. The Eyelighter, it, look up Eyelighter by Westcott. It is a reflective surface that sits below your um, your subject, your talent, to light them from below when you light them from above. And it gives a good even lighting for the face. It is one of the game changers in the game. Like it'll that little that eyelighter and the fake one, I don't know about the fake one. I've never tried the fake one because this is like a one, this was made by Westcott, but it will change your photography a lot and your video a lot. Um that's right. JTech said all the companies are in a are in a fight right now. You can't be loyal, you will miss out. You will definitely miss out. You will miss out. Sigma is the truth in 2020. That is correct. Um so what's a good light to get into strobe photography? So I like the Godox AD200. That's my that's my favorite startup light as far as strobes to get into the Godox AD200. Um, if you go on Amazon, they're, they're dirt cheap. What's great about them is they come with a traditional flash head and they come in a bulb bulb, and they come with everything you need in one case. In one case, Sigma 24 to 70 is super clean. I mean, look at the Sigma 18 to 35. It is a game changer of a lens for video, even photography as well. If you were stuck on Sony or only Canon or Nikon, you would never know about stuff like that. Stop being loyal to brands. What I tell you, marry the lenses, date the bodies. Do I got to put the graphic on the screen for that? Marry the lenses, date the bodies. Keep your glass, ditch the bodies. All right? We don't, don't stay loyal to a company. Not in the tech industry. Not as fast as things are moving. Paul, Paul C. Bluff Lighting was good back in the day. Stay away from it. It's overpriced, and it's a bunch of old guys. I got the Paul C. Bluff. I'll sell it to you for $3,000. i am not buying that light for $3,000. That is That was great 10 years ago. Stay away from it, unless you can get it for a steal. Stay away from it. The 8200 is portable. It is compact. It is everything you need in a light today. Powerful enough to, to strong enough to overpower the sun in most conditions. Don't go get this huge alien bee with this big old green box on the back. You got to run a cable down to a Vagabox car battery that you got to. Don't do all of that. That's so 2008. There's some old guy on Craigslist trying to sell you some alien bees, telling you how great the light quality is and all of that crap. Everything has a CRI of 97 or above. Like like even the, the cheap Chinese companies are starting to produce quality light. And I'm going to be honest with you. If I gave you a light that had a CRI rating of 70, 95% of you wouldn't even notice the difference. Just want to be honest with you. 
um, time looking and investing in some pro photo, would that be a, a bad idea? I personally think so. Um, who, who did uh, F stoppers did a review with a, with a pro photo light against a Godox and a pro photo light was like 2000. The Godox light was like 250. And when I say they were neck and neck, the, the pro photo light, I think he said it was like maybe 2% better, but it was like $2,000 compared to $250. Go and get Godox 8200, 8300, 8400. Or if you ball and get you an 8600. If you want more light, go that route. It's it's great. Yes. Okay, say so dinosaurs. All that all that Einstein and Pro Photo. I mean that Pro Photo um Alien Bees, all that stuff is it's old school, man. Don't do it. Somebody's gonna gonna like somebody are going to like they're gonna try to push it on you and tell you how great this stuff is. Don't don't do it. They're just trying to get rid of equipment. Don't do it. If it don't got a built-in battery today, don't do it. Um, how important are light dimmers and the ability to change the color of the light, depending on what we're doing? If we're doing strobe photography, most strobe, most lights and flashes have that ability. If you're doing um video, LEDs all have that ability. If they don't dim, Usually a bulb sometimes. Some most bulbs dim, but I've had some that don't. That's gonna be on your more cheaper gear. Godox and newer, correct. Frank said Godox and newer is the best startup for anyone getting into photography. And Godox, usually newer, just buy Godox stuff and resell it. Um, you know, they usually do. However, Godox kind of they'll go, they'll start low, and then you can go all the way high end with their pro lineup. And then a lot of your controllers and things still work. And that's why I tell people, even when I do Godox, I I, I like Godox and I like going that route because if I switch camera bodies, I'm not jacked. I can just get another controller and all my lights and stuff work great. So Godox is usually the same as newer. Adorama usually buy from Godox and retag stuff to, to their name and, you know, usually work. Correct. Stanley said, where the time in history where, where most gear is good enough. Um, chasing the newest tech is like chasing the air. I totally agree. I totally agree. Listen, you can get, I tell people all the time, you can, if you go back and find a Canon 5D Mark II, you can change the game with just that. That is the, that is the baseline of what a camera should be. Anything past that is, is good. Anything past that is good. Yes. Nick says, I'm 15 years old. I'm wondering if people would take me seriously if I started asking money for the videos um, I produce. I've been making free videos for people in the last two years. Okay, Nick, that is a great question. And I'm going to take a few minutes to answer that. Yes. Yes. If you if you have the business side together, if you go and say, hey, man, I just want to shoot your video. Give me. No. It's all about how you approach people. It's not about your age. It's not about how young you may look. It's about how well you have your stuff together. If you approach somebody with a business card, you have a website, and you have your things together, you have systems and processes, people are will be forced to take you seriously, right? Nobody, you know, nobody look at me and say, you're too old or you're too young to work for me. Um, it's just that when you're younger, things may appear that way. But if you have your stuff together, 
if you work on building your brand, if you work on your website and you work on, you know, uh, approaching people correct with proposals and things like that, people will definitely take you seriously. The issue is, um, the issue is people don't focus on the business side. They just focus on the talent. They only focus on the talent. Hey, I'm good at what I do. Pay me. It don't work like that. You have to, you have to provide a solution for a client. When you can provide that solution professionally, they'll cut you a check. So think about that. If you got the product, they will rock with you. There are, Stanley said the 5D Mark II gave me some stunning results. Um, I outside a photographer with a 5D Mark IV plus a Sigma 85. Yeah, there's still images that I've had friends shoot on a 5D Mark II that I'm still chasing. Like, like seriously, 5D Mark II was a beast of a camera. It's, it was one of the game changers when it comes to photography. If you, if you can find one, you want to start off, you want full frame, for sure. For sure. So, something to definitely think about. You know, listen, as I stated before, there is a place for portrait photography. There's not a place for lazy portrait photography. You will just get swept into the rest. It is a very saturated market. It is extremely saturated. And if you're lazy in that market, you're not going to make it. If your only point of competition is price, you're not going to make it. That's right, DJ. 132 watching, only 51 likes. Y'all can do better than that. I'm going to need y'all to go and do better than that. Definitely. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, you know, you want to be able to compete in places other than price as a photographer. Stop trying to be the cheap guy. You will never win. You will never win as the cheap guy. Offer more value. Offer specialize in a, in, in a certain type of portrait photography. Right? Specialize in anything. You can pick any type of portrait photography. Specialize in black and white serious photography. Specialize in executive headshots, specialize in cinematic headshots of executives, specialize in something. Don't just be the, I can take family picture guy. I take funny family pictures. I take family pictures that tell a story. I take family pictures that reenact a certain memory. I take family pictures that are, that, that look old fashioned, specialize in something, be create a niche or find a niche and be the best in that niche and charge what a specialist should charge. Don't compete in price. You won't make it. Not definitely not in that industry. Because there are too many moms, dads, little brothers that got a T1I for Christmas and they got a lens and they know how to make the background blurry and now they're photographers. Even though they're shooting an auto. Even though they're taking 50 shots in hopes that one work for them. Even though they have no lighting, they're telling you to stand by the window. There's a lot of competition and and they'll do it for $10. You can't compete with a $10 photographer. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. Right. So work on your brand, work on your business, work on building value, work on a website that helps show that value, work on a logo and a color scheme and uniforms to help show why you're worth what you're asking for. And let me, let me, 
Let me put this graphic on the screen because it's really important. I'm going to do a whole video on this, but I want to drop this on you right now. Just, just, just go with me. Go with me on this one. What if you aren't as good as you think you are? What if you aren't worth what you're asking for? What if you're not? What do you do? Right? I want everybody who has a business. I want everybody that's watching this as a photographer or a videographer to get off your high horse of thinking that my work is worth. I got a 4K, the camera. <laughs> I got $20,000 in gear. Get off that high horse. Get off of it. Stop thinking that you're worth something and go into the business with the mindset of how can I show value? How can I present what I do in a way so that you feel like I'm worth what I'm asking instead of me telling you, instead of me having ego, instead of me feeling like it, instead of me carrying myself like it. Sometimes it's not confidence. It's cocky. You're just being cocky because in your mind, I'm not, I'm not about to work for $20. Why? What have you shown the client that make them feel like they should spend more? Right? If you need help with this, go find the most expensive car dealership in your area. Find the Lamborghini car dealership. Find the, the Lexus car dealership. Walk into that dealership. Look around. Observe what they're doing. Look at the quality of the seats, the quality of the carpet. I'm not talking about in the car. I'm talking about in the building. Look at what they offer you. Look at how their staff greet you. Look at what their staff is wearing. Look at the building, the structure. Look at um, look at how they approach you. Look at what the salesmen are wearing. Now go into the cheapest, cheesiest, B-lot, trashiest car dealership you can find and look at the difference. Find out where you are on that scale and adjust accordingly. You may be on the level of the cheap car lot where the, the pavement is broken up, there's dogs running around, the, the gate, it's the cars behind a gate, the salesman running out to you while you're looking at it, he wearing some trash, the car is dirty, he don't know the price, he got 10 sets of keys, let me, uh, he asking you questions about your credit before he asking you about the car, he don't really know, I think this got the V6, you have to look at where you fall on that scale and build your brand to get paid what you want to get paid. Regardless of the car you sell, you can see that same car on both lots, but simply where you buy it from can determine the price as much, if not more than the actual car itself. Because if the price is too good at a shady lot, you're going to be like, something wrong with this car. Kelly Blue Book says it's 10,000. You got it for six. Nah, that engine gone. I don't think they got mechanics. to. Just think about that. If you got the car, if you seen a car you wanted and it was priced way low at a shady lot, windows bust out, the guy, you know, got a ton of paperwork on his desk, he ain't really got time to talk to you, he can't find the key, he want to run a credit check, he want to do all this stuff, he don't really know about, oh, I think it's, you like, I don't know about this. Where if you went to a dealership that says, yes, we have a quality check on it, you know, it passed certification, you know, this, that, and the other. Here's a list of all the oil tanks. You'll be more confident to buy that car. You would spend more money for that car. That's something that you have to think about when you are offering, when you are the business. We're bred to be consumers. 
You got to shed all that and go into it as a business owner. So any content on creating micro content for um, Facebook? Yes or no, depending on what who you're doing it for. Are you doing it for a business? I usually go subscription plan so that we can do a lot of shooting at once um, and then we can trickle it out. So think about it. It depends on what you're using it for. Use the Godox Explorer 600 for steals. I love, which is the Explorer 600, Flashpoint, same thing, 8600. It is my favorite strobe of all times. My favorite strobe of all times. Using the Canon T7i with the 18 to 55 kit lens for video. But I'm doing what I can. I feel um wait, I feel good at, at the little progress I'm making. It's all about progress, bro. Keep doing it. Look into that Sigma 18 to 35. I'm trying to jump from five hundred dollar weddings to a thousand dollar weddings. Danny, you can do it without you can do it by it doesn't it ain't better equipment, depending on what you have. I don't know exactly what you have. But it's all about your brand. It's all about how your website looks. It's all about what you present to people to make you worth that thousand dollars you're asking. I know, I know, wedding uh, photographers or videographers that don't touch weddings under ten grand. They've invested a lot of money into their website, their brand appearance, their their logo, um, their color palette, content on their website. So, something to think about. So I'm glad you ain't dropped the Hyundai name. I, hey, Hyundai doing their thing, man. They're they're uh Hyundai coming back. Hyundai they're growing. I don't know why I won't let me post that uh comment. So we'll we'll leave it at that. But um you want to make sure that you're showing you want to make sure that you're showing quality. You want to make sure that you're showing value. Um and then you're able to you're able to get what you're asking for. That's the hard part. That's the part that a lot of people uh don't tend to uh Keep in mind as as you know as they look into their you know growing their business, they want to just invest in gear, they want to just invest in um, things like that. Somebody said I'm breaking YouTube. Z23, yeah, Z23 Studios. I blame him for that. No, I'm just joking. So those that's one thing you want to make sure you focus on. Make sure you focus on when you. Um, when you are a brand, when you're building your business, make sure you focus on the brand. A lot of people skip over that and go straight to the gear. You can get $3,000 worth of gear and start a company that is very successful. Somebody say too many gyms. That's right. You can get $3,000 worth of gear and start a business that is successful. If you got more than $3,000 worth of gear, you got to start investing in your brand. You got to start investing in your business. What do your business cards look like? What do your website look like? How much did you pay for the copy on your websites? A lot of people have websites. Let's talk about that for a quick second. A lot of people have websites and they just wrote the stuff on there themselves. They didn't hire somebody which costs under $100 with a background in writing copy for websites that are designed for sales to write what's needed to convince people to do business with you. Tech, he said, Ty, you're making me consider having a physical location. Don't do it. Not in 2020, buddy. Don't do it. Um, So, you know, you, you have to invest in your brand. A lot of people aren't investing in their brand. A lot of people aren't invested in their brand. 
I, 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 I don't see many people investing in a brand. They're investing in gear. They're not investing in themselves with training. They're not investing in their brand. All they're doing is buying lenses, buying gear, hugging the camera with the with the self entitlement spirit that people should be hiring you because you made the purchase to to spend your money on a camera. It don't work like that. It does not work like that. You have to understand the business side of it. You have to understand the branding side of it. You have to understand the marketing side of it. You have to invest in yourself and stop feeling like because I got all this gear, you should want to do business with me. It doesn't work like that. There is we if you look at history, there are thousands of of products, thousands of inventions that were the best things since sliced bread that never made it because the person who invented it didn't understand the value of marketing that item, right? You didn't know you needed a smartphone until they marketed it to you. You didn't know you needed all the stuff you got until somebody marketed it to you. You didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't care about Red Bull until you learned what it could do for you. Red Bull is just Sprite with more caffeine. You didn't care about it. You didn't care about an energy drink until you knew that you didn't have enough energy to make it through the day. Or there was a drink out there that can help you help kickstart your day. So things have to be marketed correctly. You have to invest in the business side. You have to invest in yourself, the knowledge side. A lot of you guys have gear that you can't even fully use. Right? A lot of you guys have gear that you can't even fully use. Just like the old lady with the iPhone that don't know how to do nothing with it. And all she had to do was play with you. Got it. You own it. Just hit buttons. Like, like, like want to learn how to figure it out. A lot of people don't. It's settings on your camera right now. I bet that you've never touched. You've never touched certain settings on your camera. I can almost guarantee 90% of you have never. They don't know what the P stand for, the A, the S. They don't know what none of them settings do. I guarantee you there's a lot of people who have not dug deep into the gear that they have, but they're eyeballing a new camera that Sony or Canon is talking about. There's a lot of people that want 10-bit, you know, ProRes that don't know how to color grade. It's a lot. It's people just want what they want. Right. It's a lot of people that don't understand time code. There's a lot of people that just that want more stuff that don't understand why. So let's talk about physical locations because that popped up. Um, winter is coming. So I, I personally, and it's just me. I personally, I'm against physical locations in 2020 for what I do, right? What's the the only time a person is going to come to me is usually if I'm doing portraits or something. However, I can do everything portable and come to them. So let me show you how it looks on their end. First, let me show you how it looks on my end. I don't have the overhead of a physical location. That's two thousand. That's at least two thousand dollars in my pocket every month. I look like I am a company that's more convenient because I come to you. I have a portable backdrop and lighting that I can set up. Eighty two hundreds are only this big. It's not like it used to be where I had to have all these huge lights that had to heat up and plug. You don't got to do all of that. The money you would invest in a physical location invested into a van. Now you can wrap that van and that van is moving promotion. That van is a portable billboard that will bring you money. 
You have all of your gear. You're convenient to the client. So all these old cats that got all these physical, come to me, we're located on. Nope, I'm coming to you. Clear out some garage space. We can do your headshots there. Get the same result. You don't have to lift a finger or move or do anything. So the idea of a physical location is not great for a photographer or videographer in 2020. I can rent a studio if I need a physical location. Why take on that, that debt? When I can rent a studio, take that $2,000 you would spend per month, multiply it by six months and go buy a van, wrap that van, put shelves in that van, have your gear in that van. Don't get a physical location. If I'm doing, and and now it depends on your niche. Again, most niches don't need a physical location. If I'm shooting corporate videos, I'm usually in their office. I've I've had maybe one percent of shoots request a to come to me request that I have a studio and I go rent that studio. Cool. I'm spending three hundred dollars that I'm charging you for renting that studio. And I yes, that's correct. And then you you get the van and you charge for travel. Don't go get a physical location in 2020. That is a 1980s business model. That Sears, JCPenney's, Walmart don't even use no more. You don't even see physical portrait studios in those stores. And they have a thousand times more foot traffic per day than you would have at your physical location in a month. Look at what they're doing. They don't even want to do it. You won't stand a chance. Why put myself in that situation? That's that's just not, it's not a good business decision for me. However, that van is. Because that van outside of someone's house has got me plenty of calls about getting headshots and video. That van outside of somebody's business has got me plenty of calls about, hey, we see that they, they're shooting a commercial. We want a commercial too. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind as you grow your business. Um, so James say in Chicago, physical locations make a ton of sense. He got a 3,600 square foot studio. Being built 100% free, no monthly lease neither. Got it from a business relationship I've grown over the past years. James, a f- free physical location makes sense in any location. Free, yes. Free, yes. If it's not free, no. So, I, I yeah, I agree. If it's free, yeah. Someone said I rent a studio for $200 per month. That's perfect. That's low overhead. Um, what did you use for a physical location when you created your LLC? P.O. Box. P.O. Box. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, it says free don't count. You're absolutely right. Free don't count. Financially, it doesn't make a it is not, it's not a good look. You're right. Free don't count. If you got a free location, you know, it's it's that don't count. Free always makes sense. Free, yeah, free always makes sense. I buy a, a Flash Film Academy polo that says boss or director. I like boss, but that, that's kind of mean. I may I may do something like that. So, you know, you, you got to, um, can you wrap a lease vehicle if you don't have the funds to go get a second vehicle? Heck yeah. 
Because a wrap you can peel off. Go get a magnet. Listen. Okay, listen. I guarantee you for the price of probably two really good lenses, you can go get you can go get a company vehicle, right? Go go look under cargo vans. The thing about cargo vans is you can get a 1978 cargo van that still look the same as a newer one. Invest in making sure it runs right and wrap it and boom, you're good. You don't got to go get a brand new Ford Transit Connect off the assembly line for $30,000. You don't got to go get, you don't got to do that. Go find a cargo van. Go get an old minivan that's white and wrap it. Go get anything you can fit gear in and wrap it. The Ford Transit Connects are usually, you can get a good one for about $3,500, anywhere between $3,500 and $6,500. They run forever. Mine got 300,000 miles on it. It is the most reliable car I've ever had in my life. And I've had Cadillacs and all kind of crap. My Ford Transit Connect can take me to California and back without a doubt. I have no doubts. And I got 300,000 miles on that thing. It is a beast. And it's good on gas. So think about that. What about building business credit? Any vendors you recommend that report um, to all three bureaus? Um, credit cards, do secure credit cards for business credit. I usually say, start with secure credit cards, take $500 from a sale, go put it on a secure credit card for your business. Cause you're going to have to co-sign as an individual. So your credit score comes into play for your first one. But if you do secure, you shouldn't have a problem and keep up, keep up with that. Someone said I could take over the world with a free location. I mean, no, yeah, that's correct. If I had a free location, yeah. Do a tour of your van. I got a video coming with a tour of the van. I got a video coming with that. So, um, currently looking into getting embroidered polo shirts for the crew. Yes or no? Definitely yes. JTech, make sure you guys are members of the Facebook group. We talk about it a lot. There's a company I use called Queensboro that I get my embroidered shirts for, for myself and my team. You definitely want to look the part. People wondering why they're not making top dollar for a video shoot or a photo shoot. If you're showing up in regular clothes, you don't deserve to get top dollar. If your plumber showed up in his jeans and T-shirt, you wouldn't want to pay him top dollar. Like, like, let's just be honest here. You're running a business. I got hats. I got coats. I got gloves. I got everything. You're, if you're running a business and someone comes to your door in regular clothes, you don't want to do business with them. You're leery about doing business with them. What if your doctor walked in in a football jersey? Would you still, would you be cool with that? As long as they got that white coat, you don't care what they got on under it. But if your doctor walked in with a Falcons jersey and a baseball cap to, cap to the back, you would look at him like he's crazy. Why do you think your clients don't expect that from you? Just wearing all black, don't cut it. Get a uniform. Get a uniform. These are business things. These are little things that makes your business more valuable. You know, you want to get uniforms, have pictures of your team and your crew and your staff in uniforms on your website, on your Instagram page, on your social media. That makes you look more valuable. It makes you look legit. People spend money in places that are legit. They don't spend money in places that are shady. 
If you had to put your business on a map between legit and shady, where do you lie? If you're showing up in your car and your outfit with a handwritten um, proposal or receipt, if you're taking cash, you're looking real shady, fam. You're looking real shady, right? The goal is to look legit. Go look at some of the brands and service-based industries in your area. Go look at the Roto-Rooters and the plumbers and the electricians. Look at the service providers in your area. You can instantly look at a company and determine whether or not you let them in your house or not. Look at your brand that way. You showing up in blue jean shorts and the guy with you got on khakis and you know what I'm saying? Her hair is red. Your stuff is weird. We here to shoot your video. What? We shooting a reality show or something? Like, look, you got to listen. Your ability to be successful. A lot of it comes down to your ability to look at your own brand and be honest. You got to be honest with yourself. Go look in that mirror and be honest with yourself. Stop demanding. Stop having expect high expectations. Stop. I'm not saying stop having high expectations, but stop feeling entitled to things and work for it. The worst thing you can do to yourself in this industry is instantly feel entitled to a lot of money from clients, a lot of respect from clients when you have not built a brand that supports that. Get out of the idea of I'm me and I've taken pictures of I got pictures of the president on my website. I still work my ass off. I've worked with a lot of companies. I still work my ass off. I can name a bunch. We can name the Walmarts, the Googles, the Toyotas, the whoever you want to name. I got a list of them. We can go to from hospitals to University of Louisville. We can go to the PGA. I can list a lot of companies that I've worked for. And still, I still work my butt off. So build a brand that does the same. Continue to work your butt off. Stop feeling entitled to certain things. Stop it. Work your butt off consistently. All right. With that being said, I'm going to get ready to wrap because it's over an hour. Um, Real quick, if you're not listening on a podcast, make sure you listen on the podcast. Make sure you check out the podcast, download the podcast. If you want to catch all of this and listen to it, it's called Content and Cash. If you are listening on the podcast, Make sure you rate the podcast if you're listening to it on Apple Music. Um, I'm going to ask you guys what I what I always ask you guys, and that is stay safe. Work your ass off, man. Build your brand. Invest in your brand. Invest in yourself. Because I guarantee you, let me just throw this out here real quick. If you, you can build your brand, your brand holds your value, not your gear. Your gear depreciates. If you If you invest in a brand, your brand alone can sell for millions. If you buy a million dollars worth of gear, a week later, it's not worth a million dollars. Invest in your brand. Build your brand. The two dislikes, it come from people who are natural light photographers. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Build your brand. Stop buying gear. Build your brand, people. That's the most important part of being in business is your brand. Right. It's the, it, there's companies that sell water. Think about it. There's companies that sell water. You got water coming out of your faucet right now. 
There's companies that have convinced you that their water that's coming out of a, a faucet by them is better than the water that's coming out of a faucet by you. And that could be the case. However, the reason you buy their water is simply for because of the brand. Build your brand. It's extremely valuable that you take the time to invest in your brand. Coca-Cola is the most recognized brand in the world. They still have 50 commercials and 20 signs in every store. They're still working on building their brand. Why aren't you? Build your brand, photographer, videographer, podcast creator, studio owner. I don't care what you do. Build your brand. Canon can put out a box with a Kodak camera in it and it will still sell like crazy because it's because it's canon. Jay-Z can drop a, a, a mixtape with nothing on it. He can drop an album with nothing on it and you'll still buy it. Tupac can put out a greatest hit album for the 18th time and people still buy it. Dr. Dre can simply, he get paid simply to say, I was a producer on this. There's plenty of directors and producers in the industry that get a check just to say they were involved with something because they have built their brand. Build your brand. And no matter what you do, you can, you can get a higher ticket for it. All right. With that being said, I'm out. It's Tuesday. Got a whole lot to do. Um, Stay safe, guys. Wear your mask if that's your thing. If that's not, go ahead and rock it raw. <laughs> but I will see you guys. Gold members, we will be live Thursday at 7 p.m. where I will invite you on, on to be a part of the live chat. You'll get to join in via video. We'll go from there. All right? Be safe. I will see you guys in the next video. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.